filler in business books and audiobooks takes up time that you don't have. You're here because you want the golden nuggets from each book without all the BS. The more you learn, the more power you have to affect the world around you. This is the Cut the Crap Podcast. Never read a book again. And here's your host, Ryan Caligiuri. What's going on, everybody? Ryan Caligiuri here with you. And I am happy to bring you another episode of Cut the Crap Podcast, where every single week I make sure you never have to read a business book again. You never have to download or listen to or buy another audiobook again because every single week I'm doing it for you. Don't worry about it. I got your back. Every single week I'm sitting down and I'm reading a business book myself, making notes, condensing it all down into its core golden nuggets and bringing that to you week after week. Every single week I got to encourage you. Try to just take one or two of the golden nuggets that I share with you and apply it into your career, apply it into your business, whatever it is you have going on, try to apply it to your life. It's going to make you smarter by the end of the year. I mean, think about it. If we're covering one business book every single week and you just take one thing away every single week and you apply it into your business, by the end of the year, that's 52 books, it's 52 points of improvement that you have now in your body, in your in your body, what the hell, in your career, in your business. That's the whole purpose of this. It's trying to make you smarter. And smarter as well, too, in a more efficient fashion. So, again, uh, you know, for me, why I do this all the time? And everyone says, you know what? You, you know, you said you hate reading books, and yet you decide to read books and share it with everybody. Yeah, I mean, you know, I always said I wish somebody did this for me, and that's one of the reasons why I did this. Because I'm assuming there's other people out there who hate reading books, but know they want to do it themselves. To me, the big payoff here is the connections that I've been able to form with all of you guys. I mean, just this week alone, I mean, I'm being connected with so many different people from around the world. Uh, you know, Mark Philippe Vanderpool from Barcelona, Lisa Vitali from New York City, Bobby Foster from uh, Florida, you know, so just connecting with different people from around the world, hearing the types of things you guys are all taking away. I feel honored. I feel honored to be able to sit in front of you guys and to bring these golden nuggets to you. Um, it's great. And it was also really great. Uh, last week, I took part in an event called Centralia. I don't know if you're familiar with Centralia at all, but Centralia is a, a global event that connects business owners to other business owners. And so what you do is you have all these B2B meetings. It's, uh, think of it like speed dating. You have a half an hour session where you can sit down and talk to a business owner, um, a marketing director, sales director, whoever it is, from businesses all across the world. So this week at Centralia... Uh, Centralia Global, uh, I was sitting down and having conversations with people from Algeria, people from Nigeria, people from Kansas City, from South America. Um, it was great. It was great. And to be able to talk to different folks from around the world, see how they sell me, um, you know, it really shows you that we're not all that different. We're not all that different in terms of how we communicate. And, you know, there's different nuances here and there. But for the most part, we're, we all pitch very similar. Which is why I think this podcast is doing so well because it spans boundaries. I mean, it goes across geographies. I mean, somebody in Spain or somebody in Nigeria, somebody in Venezuela, they can all listen to this podcast and get something from it. So uh, to me, you know, I, I love this podcast because um, it's connecting me to you guys. And so to me, that's really the big payout. And uh, I'll get into the book in just a second here, but I just want to talk to you guys about one more thing that I want to do here. Um, I want to better connect with you guys. 
only because I see the numbers going up every single week and I sit here and I say, damn, like, who are these people who are listening? Like, I'd love to just get to know 1% of you guys out there, just 1%. So what I'd like you to do, and this is your call to action right now, send me an email, send me an email, go to cutthecrappodcast.com and on the footer there, there's the, uh, the, the contact me button or, or whatever it is link. Please send me an email. Just introduce yourself to me. Because what, I, what I'm going to do is I want to create this area on the website called Growth Agents. Because this is essentially what you guys are. You are becoming growth agents. You're growth agents in training. There's people out there calling themselves growth agents on their LinkedIn profile. And I look at them and I say, you are not a growth agent. You do not know sales. You do not know marketing. You do not know about product development, innovation. You don't know about strategy. If you can bring those four pieces up... If you can become better in those four areas, then you can call yourself a growth agent because not only do you understand how to develop a solid strategy to position your product, your service, your offer, not only do you know how to build a compelling competitive product, service, or offer, not only do you know how to market it and sell it, market it so that you can tell a a compelling story or sell it in a more convincing manner. Hell, you have the entire growth package there with those four areas. So what I want to do is I want to highlight all of you who are taking in the podcast on a regular basis and learning about marketing, sales, strategy, innovation. And I want to highlight you guys. I want to highlight you guys and build a community around you. Um, Because to me, again, like I told you, it's all about getting to know each and every single one of you. And I think there might be some value in connecting one another as well, too. You never know what's going to happen. And so that was kind of the stimulus that I took from this week at Centralia. I figured, you know what? I'm meeting all these different people from around the world. It could be beneficial for all of you to be connected as well, too. I mean, you guys all have something in common. um, So there might be some really cool learnings that happen from it. I don't have any solid plans from beyond just introducing one another and, um, you know, sort of having you guys profiled on the site. Um, But you know what? You never know where it's going to go from there. That's the starting point. But we'll see where it goes. In any case, I chit-chat way too much in this intro. I'm sorry about that, guys. I like to keep this efficient and short for you, but uh, sometimes I just, you know, I like to get things out there. But anyways, let's crack right into it. This week, we're covering the management book, Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. Now, this is an older one, but uh, still a solid book, very solid book. This book's all about procrastination, and we all face procrastination. Every single one of us, we procrastinate. Let's face it. And that keeps us. It really does. It keeps us from being as successful as we possibly can. I face it all the time. Where I sit there and it's whatever. It's 3 o'clock in the afternoon and I've just sort of hit that lull. And I have to find that internal inspiration, that fire to get me going again. Because I sit there, you know, sometimes just twiddling my thumbs and, you know, looking at different Twitter posts and going through Snapchat. And I have to snap myself out of it and say, what the hell am I doing? I got to kick my own ass and get myself in gear again. And it's not only that, but it's tackling some of the big issues as well, too. Like some of the big things that you have in your life. What do you have going on in your life that you're just like, I wish I could get that done. I wish I could just move forward with this, get it done as fast as possible and move on. Because if I can get this done, man, it's just going to start a snowball effect of other successes. Well, that's what this book's about. It's about helping you get through procrastination. It's about helping you get things done and becoming more efficient in your daily work, work life. So to me, this is obviously a very important book. It applies to absolutely every single one of us because we're all human. We all procrastinate. We all have issues with time management. I'm sure I do. Maybe you don't. But I definitely do. 
So this is why this book was really important to me. So there's some cool golden nuggets taken from it. And, uh, you know, hopefully you can take one or two things away from this book and apply it into your life. Myself, personally, I'm taking two golden nuggets from this and I am directly applying this into how I plan out my days. And I'll tell you which ones those are. So enough chit chat. Let's break right into this one. Golden nugget number one. Develop a clear vision every single week to start battling procrastination. So the number one reason why people get more done is because they have absolute clarity on what their goals are, what their objectives are, and they do not deviate from them. They focus strictly on what they have to do and they get it done. So your first lesson here, before you take any action, you have to define your goals because clarity is an essential piece to productivity. You can't work unless you know exactly what you have to do. And yet so many of us come in the office every single day and start figuring out what we have to do. And it maybe takes us an hour or maybe we dabble in this area. We dabble in this area. You can't do that. By doing that, you allow procrastination to come in. You have to figure out what's most important. That's the very first step to overcoming procrastination. Here's an interesting stat for you. Only 3% of people manage their time with written goals. Only 3% of you. So chances are the majority of you listening right now don't manage your time with written goals. But those 3%, they accomplish 5 to 10 times as much as other people because they know what they have to do. They're that much more efficient. So once you write down your goals, what I want you to do is break them out into steps that you can outline into a checklist. Checklists, what they'll do is they'll help you visualize your goals, which will also motivate you as you see more items being crossed off your list. As you accomplish things one by one, it'll motivate you to keep going and you'll see momentum build and it'll start to motivate you. That's a big piece to checklists. All right, one more statistic here for you. Your productivity, this is a cool one, your productivity will increase 25% when you start working from a checklist. That's unreal. You save a hell of a lot of time when you don't have to decide what to do. You have it all laid out for you. You work from your checklist. You will improve your productivity by 25%. Why wouldn't you start using a checklist? So first off, write your goals down. Write them down into a checklist. The last takeaway here for developing a clear vision is to use the 80-20 rule. It's also known as the Pareto Principle. So the 80-20 rule or Pareto principle says that every list of 10 tasks you have, you need to include two tasks that are much more important than the others. Once you identify those couple of tasks, get those done first. Why? Because most people like to start with the easy items first. They are, you know, it's about building momentum. It's about, you know, just getting the easy things out of the way. What's the name of this book? Eat That Frog. People like to start with the easier items, the 80%, and procrastinate on the stuff that really matters, the 20%. Those two items are your frogs and should be prioritized accordingly. The most effective, productive people commit to completing them every single day and develop a habit of eating their frogs right out of the gate. So again, if you're trying to combat procrastination, this is where you start. Outline your written goals every single day because that's going to increase your ability to get five to ten times as much done. And remember, only 3% of people do this. Outline them into checklists because by using a checklist, you'll improve your productivity by 25%. And out of that checklist, you want to use the 80-20 rule. 
You want to cordon off the top 20%, those biggest tasks. You want to focus on those first. Get those big ones done and then focus on the lower priority ones later on. If you can do those three things, you will be on your way to already overcoming procrastination. This right here is one golden nugget that I'm definitely, definitely putting into my arsenal right away. In fact, I've already started to do it and I've already started to see some great benefits from it. Just clarity, get all that crap out of my brain and now I can see it all down on paper. And I've had my own time management processes before, but this one seems to be working for me pretty easily. So definitely encourage you to start using this one. Golden nugget number two, to beat procrastination, you need to upgrade your skills. So this one I love. I'm all about this one, obviously. That's why I read books every single week, and that's why this podcast exists. An important way to prevent procrastination is to upgrade skills in key results areas. So a common cause of procrastination is the lack of confidence that you have, the feelings of inadequacy that you have in your current job, in your career, in your business, and it forces you to second-guess yourself. It forces you to go a little bit slower, because you just aren't that sure of yourself. But if you continually build your skills, what's gonna happen is you're gonna gain confidence, you're gonna become motivated, and you'll be more likely to get important tasks done. So Brian Tracy suggests three things, whatever, those three things he suggests, they're okay, obviously you're gonna do these things. Number one, read something in your field. Number two, take seminars or classes. Number three, listen to educational programs in your car. I mean, come on, those are all obvious. You're getting all of those benefits by tuning into this podcast, obviously. But go another step further. Obviously, I can almost guarantee every single one of you listening right now, you're either reading an article on LinkedIn, on Facebook, that you found through Twitter, maybe it's from Inc. or Entrepreneur Magazine, whatever it is, you're taking in something quite often. And right now, you're taking in stuff on this podcast. So congratulations, you're already getting on golden nugget number two. So while I didn't necessarily like those three nuggets that he took away from, uh, that he shared with us in terms of how we can become better and how we can upgrade our skills, the one thing that he said that I absolutely agree with is that he's telling us that we need to focus and identify on our unique skills and commit to developing them further. If you're good at something, get great at something. If you're already great at something, become the best in the world at something. Because it's your unique abilities that will turn into your earning. Because it's your unique abilities that will absolutely determine how much money you can earn. With the right skills, you'll always be able to earn money, no matter what the situations are. Successful people find what they love to do and they concentrate solely on those things. The one thing I will say though is don't just be somebody that reads about it because you're not going to learn from just reading about it. You have to apply it. You have to be a practitioner. If you're not a practitioner, then you're just someone that talks about it, someone that knows about it, but you're not somebody who's a doer. You need to be a doer. You need to be a practitioner. You need a chance to apply what you learned without having to worry about the consequences of it. You have to learn. So maybe you do something on the side that you have where Maybe you develop a strategy of your own, or maybe you develop a product on your own, or maybe you have a marketing campaign, or maybe you try selling something on the side. You have to take what you learn and apply it. Never forget that you have to be a practitioner because by learning new things, by putting it into practice, that's a great way to upgrade your skills, boost confidence, which will absolutely help you beat procrastination. Golden nugget number three. Focus on building up your mental and physical resiliency. 
This is one of the ones that are probably, it's probably one of the most forgotten about because we're so convinced that, you know, oh, it's different productivity tools that'll help me become more productive and get over procrastination or it's this time management strategy or this book has so many great tools in it that's going to help me become, you know, more productive. You can buy into anything you want, but unless you have your mental and physical capacity working at its best abilities, good luck doing anything. Those tools aren't going to matter. One of the best ways to be productive is by maintaining a high energy level. Working while rested is two to five times more efficient than working while tired. Two to five times. So you got to make sure you're getting in your sleep. You got to make sure you're going to bed early. You're taking days off from any type of brain work. You're sleeping in on the weekends to maintain optimal energy levels. You have to make sure that you're well rested so that you have the energy to go at it and get more done. Now, we're all different. For myself, I don't need a lot of sleep. You know, there's um, Brian Tracy in the book. He says that after nine hours of work, productivity declines, which is interesting to note. So something that I learned from this book and something I put into practice right away was I usually get up at about 6 o'clock. I'll work out from 6 to 7. Uh, 7.30, I usually start working, and I'll work till about, you know, 5 o'clock. Um, I'll get home, I'll eat, I'll start reading a book. I'll start making notes and I'll work on different you know, product developments I have going on, different marketing strategies, whatever it is I have going on. I'll work in the evening and I'll work usually till about 1, 2 a.m. So after learning that nine hours of work, after nine hours, your productivity declines, I figured, you know, why am I doing that? Why am I doing that? Is that serving me or am I getting the best results out of what I'm doing? No, I'm not. So I decided to change up my sleeping schedule. So instead of you waking up at 6 o'clock, I'm going to wake up at 4 o'clock. And I'm going to go to bed at 11 o'clock. And I think by doing that, what's going to happen is I'm going to be able to get more done. And the reason I think that is because I'm going to get up at 4, start work at 5, and between 5 and 7, I'm going to identify as my peak productivity hours. And one of the things Brian Tracy suggests is define for yourself when you're most productive throughout the day. And you need to figure that out because at that time, that's when you want to focus on your top one and two most difficult tasks on your list. Those are your frogs that you have to eat. Frog number one and frog number two, those are the frogs you're going to eat in your peak performance times. So I know a lot of you guys, you wake up in the morning, you drag that ass out of bed and, oh God, here we go. Got to get the day going. You get to work, you get that coffee in, you know, the end of the day starts rolling around and, oh man, I can't wait to go home. There's a period of time in there where you are at your most peak productive state. Often I think a lot of the time it's maybe between 10 and 12 or maybe it's between 1.30 and 2.30 or 2 and 4. Whatever it is, you have peak performance hours. You need to figure out what those times are and block it off in your calendar to get your top two items completed. Those biggest ones completed. Use that timing to get it done. Now, it's interesting because he kind of contradicts himself here because he says, you know, figure out what those top productivity times are and focus on getting those done. And yet he says, get the top one and two things done first. So what if it's first thing in the morning and you're not productive first thing in the morning? Maybe you're most productive later on in the afternoon. So he kind of contradicts himself here, which is fine. So for myself, I'm going to take the lead on this one and say, get it done as soon as you possibly can so that you don't procrastinate on it. Get it done in that day. Okay. Don't procrastinate and say, I'll get it done next week or I'll get it done tomorrow. No, no, no. Focus on getting it done today, but today at a certain period of time. See what I mean? Very easy. So that's one thing. So getting in the amount of sleep is obviously very important. You know, I don't need that much sleep. I can sleep for maybe four or five hours and I feel great. I feel strong. I feel alert. So getting in enough sleep is very important. 
Another piece that's so important here, and again, it's something that a lot of us forget about, but you have to focus on eating lean, healthy foods, a lot of dark greens, because you have to focus on eating right to give you the fuel to power through the day. It's so funny, and I'm not going to get into this diet talk right now, but how you can eat a lot of crappy food and how it just impacts how you think. It makes you foggy. When I eat a lot of sugars, a lot of carbs, I feel so foggy. I feel lethargic. I feel tired. I don't feel motivated. I don't feel energetic. But when I start my day with a nice big kale shake, just dark green shake, it's just like a sudden like like a, a crazy urge of energy first thing in the morning and it gets me going on the right foot. You got to get a diet right that works for you. You got to cut the crap, cut the crap. Nice, nice. You got to cut the crap from your diet and that's going to help you perform better as well too. So diets, obviously one and working out guys, come on. I mean, I'm not your personal trainer here, but if you want to battle procrastination, you have to get your mind and your body right. This is about building your mental and physical resiliency. It's all about eating right, taking in the right fuel and ensuring that your body is working well as well. For myself, I know that when I go off on a little bit of a break, you know, two, three week break from working out, I start to feel tired. I start to feel tired by the end of the day. And, um, you know, it's one of those reasons why, you know, me and Roxy, every single morning when I get up, half an hour jog with her. And it always starts off the day with that blood flowing, that blood's going to my brains, my heart's pumping, my lungs are working. And that's just a great way to wake up. You know, pick up or download whatever it is you have to do. Download P90X or Insanity Workout, whatever it is, and do it in your apartment. Do it in your condo. Do it in your basement, whatever it is. Get those workouts and do it in your bedroom. doesn't matter. You don't need a lot of space for those workouts. And they honestly, they go between whatever, 10 to half an hour, 10 minutes to a half an hour. doesn't take much time, but it'll start you off on the right foot. All right, and the fourth and final golden nugget for this book, achieve a state of flow. Now, we've all heard that term before, trying to achieve a state of flow where your mind is completely locked into whatever it is you're doing. You're at a peak state where you're absolutely focused, where your mind is transformed into an energized, intuitive, clear-minded, elated state that just reaches its highest level of performance. That's what you're trying to achieve here. So to enter a state of flow, people have to force on themselves a number of different elements that's going to help you get there. And we've mentioned a few of them already, which is why I left this one to last, because by putting into place a few of these golden nuggets, you're going to put yourself into a higher ability to put yourself in a state of flow. So how do you do that? How do you start putting yourself into a state of flow? First things first, you have to set your goals. Start off number one. What are the things you're trying to accomplish? Write them down into a checklist because it's going to take all the questions out of your mind to say, what do I have to do? What's next? And you know, what's the priority chain on all these things? Take that out of your head and make your list. Set your clear goals first. Number two, focus completely on the task at hand. So this is a really important one and a really tough one. Eliminate all distractions that you possibly have. When I enter my state of flow, this is something that I've just recently started to do. I don't turn my phone over because I'll be sometimes tempted to turn it around and see who's texted me. I always have something waiting for me on my phone, whether it's a message from a certain social media site or whether it's a text message, an email, a missed phone call, a voicemail, whatever it is, there's always something waiting for me on my phone. So I'm always tempted to turn it around. I stop that by shutting my phone off. Try this. Honestly, it has helped me focus so much more. Shut your phone off between you know, 9 to 12 and shut it off between 9 to 4 or 1 to 4.30. It's going to help you focus more on your work. 
Now, granted, if you can shut it off, but you know what? I shut it off and I miss calls all the time. And guess what? Nothing big happens. Not once have I missed something that was life-threatening or that was absolutely critical that I couldn't have missed. And if I miss it, I miss it. What's the big deal? Okay? You have to be the judge of that and say if you can actually shut off your phone. I can almost guarantee you probably can. So again, focus completely at the task at hand. So you have to discipline yourself on tuning out the distractions. This is also sometimes tough if you work in an office where there's a lot of people who like to knock on your door or have conversations. Maybe you have to tell your coworkers to say, you know what, this is going to be my flow time where I'm sitting here focusing on things. And you tell people, you know, don't disturb me between 10 and 12. I obviously don't know the culture of your workplace, but if you can do that, 100% do that. Um, what I like to do is I actually like to have this timer on the back of my door that says, uh, or just this little, little um, uh, sheet that says, you know, I'll be back in my office or I'll be available at this time. So people, when they come to knock on my door, they look at it and say, oh, he's going to be available in two hours. I'll come back and I'll knock then or I'll send an email. That's a great tool to use just to sort of get yourself in that state of flow. Number three, make sure you set yourself sufficient amount of time. And the reason for that is because it usually takes you about 15, 20 minutes just to get into a state of flow. You start working and then all of a sudden you have no distractions and you just start getting into it. And after 20 minutes of not being distracted, 20 minutes of you just completely being focused on it, that's when you start to enter into your state of flow. So don't save yourself a half an hour if it's going to take you 20 minutes to start getting into your state of flow. Set aside an hour and a half, an hour, two hours, three hours. So allow yourself to get yourself in that state of flow to get a lot of work done. Okay? And the last piece here, again, very important piece. This comes back to the mental aspect. Monitor your emotional state. If you get all the pieces above, great. However, if you're entering into your flow state or you're trying to enter into it and you're frustrated, you're pissed off, maybe you got into a car accident on the way to work or maybe you got into a fight with your spouse or maybe something happened in the office where you just had a battle and you butt heads with the manager or some a fellow employee, whatever it is, you have to monitor your emotional state because if you are feeling upset or if you're distracted, if you're frustrated, you're probably not going to enter into a flow state. So you have to take yourself out of that. You have to put yourself into a more optimistic, into a happier, more productive state that's going to allow you to enter into a flow state. These are absolutely critical pieces to you entering into a flow state. And by doing that, you will overcome productivity issues and you will 100% start to battle this beast called procrastination. All right, there we have it. Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. I have four golden nuggets from this bad boy. So you know what? I'm pretty happy with it. The book was okay. It's an older read. So you know, there's not a lot of groundbreaking stuff in here. However, however, there's still some good golden nuggets from this that you can absolutely apply in your work life to help you battle procrastination. You got to have issues with procrastination. You're human, so of course you have procrastination issues. I do. And so I'm definitely taking a couple of these things, already integrated them into my work life to make me more productive and battle procrastination. Because let's face it, you have to battle it. You'll have a tough time achieving your goals, getting to where you want to get if you're always battling this procrastination beast that's holding you back. There's no worse feeling, no worse feeling in the world than procrastinating. But there's no better feeling in the world than getting stuff done. When you get stuff done, when you start accomplishing things, when you start knocking things off your checklist, man, that's just such a good feeling. It's empowering. You feel like you're getting things done. You feel like you're moving forward. Progress. Such a good feeling to have. 
So use this book, use the tools, use the different pieces of advice that come from Brian Tracy that I'm telling you today. Use it in your work because I can guarantee you it's going to help you become more productive. And let me know too, have you used some of these things before in the past? Are they working for you already? If you decide to put these, in, these things if you decide to put these things into practice, if you think it's right for you and you start doing it, let me know. Tell me how it's working. Tell me how it's making you more efficient. Tell me how you're getting more stuff done. Tell me if it's making you more organized. I want to hear how this stuff, how the knowledge, how the golden nuggets I'm sharing with you are making your life better. Help me understand that because, again, this is why I do what I do, guys. It's about building relationships. I tell you this all the time. So building relationships with you, but also it's, it's about ensuring that, you know, I'm adding value to you. I want to make sure that I'm adding value to you. Otherwise, you know, why am I doing this? Really? If I'm not making your life easier, then I'm wasting my time here. So I don't want to waste my time. So let me know that you're using these strategies, these approaches. If you use something from the past, tell me what you think about it. I know a lot of you guys are already sending me emails or social media messages, and I thank you for that. But I always have to encourage everybody else who hasn't done that yet to continue sharing their good stories with me. And uh, again, these are the things that make me smile and make me want to keep doing this. All right, guys. Thank you so much again for tuning in this week. Don't forget to go to CutTheCrapPodcast.com and sign up for your mind maps. At the end of this week, I'll have all the mind maps available for you online. If you want to see them, you have to sign up. So just go online, sign up on the mind map page, send me your email and your first name, last name, and you'll be signed up. You'll have access to every single one of the mind maps at the end of the week. Uh, But other than that, you'll be getting them from me by email every single Monday. And uh, again, that's my gift to you to make sure that uh, not only can you get them here on the podcast, but you have them in physical form as well, too. All right, you guys, I want you to have a very good week. Have a productive week. Put some of these things into practice with you to battle procrastination and get more stuff done. I'll see you back here with brand new golden nuggets and a brand new business book, you guys. I love you. Take it easy. Have an awesome, awesome week. Now that's that thing called life, is that it is always changing. Sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. I can tell you that now. Be aware of that. Things are not going to work out exactly right. For a time they will, sometimes, and that's when life is just playing a game with you. I don't want to play anymore. I don't care how good you are, I don't care how talented you are, I don't care how much you work on yourself. There are some times when things aren't going to go right. They just are not going to go right. There are times when anything that can happen will happen. But during those down moments, that's where the growth takes place. That's where the work is. Anybody can feel good when they have their health, their bills are paid, they have happy relationships. Anybody could be positive then. Anybody can have a larger vision then. Anybody can have faith under those kinds of circumstances. See, but the real challenge, the real challenge of growth, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, comes when you get knocked down.